the, the birth was not a huge deal for, for so long. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, am I off on this? What is, no, what is so well, remarkable about the, so the birth? subversive I mean, in the fact that here we have this, this entering into our world of this divine figure, this Christ child in the most obscure of ways and places in the shadow of this largest empire the world had ever known. Yeah, I apologize if I Christmas explained you there, uh, Ogan. I think Shannon did a much better job. Welcome to episode 245 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverends Shannon Weston, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, will address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And that good brew might be in your very own Pub Theology pint glass, which I did not bring mine with me to Barbados. You didn't bring it with you to Barbados? Why would I pack a pint glass? That thing would not survive the trip. But uh, there you go. If you're watching the live stream, you just saw you just saw the other two were theirs. You can get one of these by becoming a supporter on Patreon for starting at $7 a month. You get access to some more banter, uh, some conversation before and after the show, like today's discussion around uh, apparently COVID's still a thing and we might have to wear masks again. Um, and my brother traveled from Brazil with sick people. They already knew they had COVID and they still came. Um, Anyways, that's that was the whole thing. All discussion around that. So head over to patreon.com slash PT Live and you can get started there. As always, thank you to our current patrons. Today we will be taking two because I missed last week on Christmas Carol Trivia. We'll be discussing the connection between attention and prayer and exploring nope, nope. the difference. Oh, Brian forgot to update the rest of oh. the thing that I've was just last week. Been. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, oh, we, I, we... I failed you. Hold on tight. This is going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah! I don't know what we're talking about today. It's 2022 senioritis. We are we are dialing it in. Let's just say last... Christmas carols and the meaning of Christmas. Well, we are taking two. So you just changed the first part. I don't even understand. So here we go. <laughs> meaning, so, uh, yeah. Whatever Brian said. So clearly we need a drink. <laughs> As it is our last show of the year. Brian's already tapped out clearly. He's like, oh, yeah. Man. All right. So Brian, what are you drinking? <laughs> not Maybe enough. Tell us that. Not, whatever I'm drinking, it's not enough. Oh clearly. my gosh. So today uh, <laughs> I am drinking a two-hearted ale by Bell's Brewing out of Kalamazoo. Kind of a classic. That's not very Christmassy. It's not, but it's what was in the fridge. There you go. <laughs> what was in my fridge with my uh, local favorite uh, Banks beer? Um, yeah. I didn't. I did not. I did not go. And hey, I found. Um, I found uh, there is actually a couple of really good like craft breweries in Barbados now. I found one the other day, and 
Um, I don't know why he didn't buy stuff to stock up with. I probably should have done that, but I guess I was so excited. I forgot, but um, right. next time, next time I'll be getting some other stuff. I am all in on Christmas today. Santa! Oh my God. Santa here. So I am drinking. Um, this is actually Great Lakes Brewing Company out of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, barrel aged Christmas ale, ale with spices and honey aged in bourbon barrels. So there we go. What I'm having. And it's an extra, you know, it's a full pint at 8%. So we'll see how long I make it through the You're show. You're carrying all the weight on the beverages today. Well done. I know. <laughs> Ugh, I carry the show and anyway, a Merry Brian. Christmas to all. <laughs> so it's a little late, but I fixed the script, Shannon. If you want to take it from the top, I can just, you know, edit it back in uh, or we can roll with as it was. Today, we'll be taking two on everything. (laughs) (laughs) I deserve that. Today, we'll be taking two on Christmas Carol trivia, folks, saints. That's really hard. Those are two really folks, saints, and the meaning of Christmas. I still screwed it up. That was supposed to be just folk saints. Singular folk. Recalculating. Let it go, Brian. Let it go. You're making it worse. Let's just keep going. You're making it worse, man. Just stop. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It it might be terrible or it might be hilarious. You never know. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. So What the damn hell, Brian? Yeah, what the... (laughs) Exactly what the damn hell. On to today's topics. Well, it is the holiday season, and so um, are you more excited to mm-hmm. give gifts this time of year or to receive them? You can be honest here. This is a safe space. And, you know, discuss the different feeling you get from each of those experiences, giving and or receiving. Um, I, I, I am like, I think smack down the middle. Um, and I honestly am not expecting to receive gifts this year. Um, and I right. think the last few years has not been an important thing, but <clears throat> I'm excited to give this year because um, I, I like giving gifts that have been specifically requested, even if they've not been formally requested. Mm-hmm. So for example, for example, um, I'm 100% sure my daughter is not going to watch this. So I don't mind saying it out loud. Or listen, because she no spoilers, she everyone. She she doesn't. Um, a while and if you back, know Joy, don't tell her. <laughs> a while a while a while back, I was scrolling through Instagram. I saw an ad for uh, a journal with it's got prompts and things to write and exercises and so on. Yeah. But the specific instructions are to do it while you're high. So I sent it to her. I was like, "Have you seen this?" She goes, "Oh yeah, I've been wanting one of those." I just don't have the money for it. So there we go. That's so I, I look forward. I look forward to when she comes next week, um, opening up that on Christmas Day and then in front of your whole family. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and but then, there's something I, fun about that, right? Like, when right. You, no, exactly. It's something, you know, someone will like, like it's yes. really exciting to see them receive yeah. it. Yes. Yes. And then, and then later, us us lighting up together and doing some stuff from the journal. I'm very much I'm very much looking forward to that. Mm. <laughs> very much looking forward to that. There you go. There you go. What about you, Shannon? I so I I am a um I am a really good gift giver. Yes, you are. 
um, and and that is a very Enneagram two thing, right? Like right. I am constantly surveying, listening. It's like even the story you just told, Ogan, I was like, that is way too overt, right? Like, you know, she'll like that. Like I am like looking for all the secret hints and to drop this year has been harder. Um, we got the kids one big present that I absolutely know they'll love, but it it means the little stuff has been a little harder. Um, and we have one child that really just doesn't like anything. And yeah. so, you know, he just kind of, so that's hard for me. Cause I, yeah. Cause my, you know, I'm really am one of those and this is, I'm not trying to be cliche, but like, I really am one of those, like, I, my gift is you being excited on Christmas morning, you know? Um, but I excited for me, people, it (laughs) means, and that is not to say that the people around me are bad gift givers in any way, but I have adjusted, I have adjusted expectations over my lifetime because it's just, they're different personalities. And so that it sounds like I'm saying they're bad gift givers, but I just don't, you know, um, I've learned that if I really want something, then I like send it and say, Hey, Santa. I would love this, you know, yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. So people um, can be bad gift givers, but also bad gift receivers. Is that true? As that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. And yep. again, this is, this is personality, right? It's like the other kids may be like, oh, wow, this is amazing and hate it. Right. And this is ah. the child who may love this thing that I gave him and just be like, thanks. Right. Right. And that's just go, who he is. That's why you go with cash. No one's no one's ever disappointed to receive cash. Money. So much money. It My is the, parents. It is the you. most impersonal yet appreciated gift. All in one. <laughs> yeah. My parents are very much like, it's so impersonal. And I'm like, but I need it. Exactly. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. And if there's any listeners who want to give the gift of cash to uh, the three of us on the show, just send it via PayPal info at pubtheology.com. There, there, there you go. I was, yeah. was that for a shameless. Uh, we'll take gift cards. Too. Visa gift cards will work too. Yeah, Absolutely. we will receive I'm gift cards. Or sign up to be a patron. <gasps> yeah. Any or all the above. Absolutely. I'm not mad at the gash. I'm not mad right. at the, the Brian, straight, what about you? Do you like to give or do you like to get? Um, I I probably like Ogan, some of both. Yeah. I, I think because because usually I'd, at this stage of life, I don't have high expectations or really feel like there's anything I really need. You know, I feel like I don't get as sort of excited maybe as earlier in life on receiving gifts, unless maybe there's like one thing that you know, I really want, mm-hmm. but that tends not to happen as much uh, anymore. And so I think probably leaning more into the getting a gift for someone that, you know, like, you know, they'll like, and it feels yeah. exciting to see them get it, especially when they maybe aren't expecting it or don't think you will have known that that's when it's especially fun. Now I do want to, where, where do you guys land on getting gifts for yourself? Oh, I've done that for birthdays. I don't know. If, uh, maybe I've done that for Christmas too. And then you just write on the thing to Brian from Santa. That's right. I, I get nice. I get nice. stuff for Derek and I that will be from Santa. Like he'll yeah. he'll get a. Now, what I will say is this, and and I still only have what nine more days to be able to talk about this because last year, what it, what does suck 
as much as I say like, oh, I like to give, like my joy is in giving, not getting anything sucks. <laughs> oh boy. Ow, son of a nutcracker. So I got beautiful <laughs> gifts last year, but somebody, uh, Santa brought everybody's stocking, but one. Oh, oh boy. No. And there was nothing in that stocking. Stop the ball, Santa. Someone. And so here's what's interesting. And I think I said this on the show last year. So this is my nine day warning to all of you partners out there who is your other partner takes care of 99% of Christmas and you have one job, right? You had one job. One job. I love how Sophia, we were decorating the tree and she's like, um, spoiler, she's like, you know, I love that I used to think that someone else did Santa and now I just learned it was dad. And I was like, dad, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't give dad the credit. I'm sorry. What does dad do in your stocking? <laughs> your father, he's on the naughty list. But anyway, so That's awesome. So, so wait a minute, wait but, a minute. So I put first, this on social media. First, first you broke her because you erased Santa and now you're erasing the fantasy of dad too. <laughs> like you just well, took like, everything from her. I mean, she knows. I was like, in what world does dad do your stocking? That's ridiculous. <laughs> he doesn't go shopping stocking. Like, that is ugh. awesome. He may be the reason there's a little few less Reese's in it, but not <laughs> anything else. No, so... <laughs> So I, so I, you know, publicly shame him as a good wife does, right? Like I go to social media and I'm like, listen, here's the deal. And all of these women were like, yeah, that's why I do it myself. And I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. You do not let him off the hook, right? Like you, you, so anyway, he said that he started last January buying stuff for my stocking. So we'll see how it goes. There you You gotta teach people how to treat you, man. That's how it goes. I think we had one Christmas that went kind of like that. And I learned my lesson immediately. Yep. And it needs to be full, right? It needs to be as like, it's probably gotta be the fullest one. Like everybody else's stockings are overflowing. Like don't put three things in there. No. That's right. And I mean, like, fill it with candy. It needs to just look, feel full, you know. Anyway. Right. Yeah. And stocking stuff usually aren't huge gifts. So it's not that hard to come up with a few extra small things just to fill it up. Hit up the dollar yeah. store, man. I was going to say, like, come on. There's, I mean, you know, every and everybody has those aisles now. Just, you know. Yeah. We're anyway. such good capitalists. I love it. Aren't we, though? <laughs> you can make them. That's I'm, fine. No, I'm teasing. Oh, my you God. You know what? I, that's what I want for Christmas. I want somebody to make me one of those, like, things that I had as a kid that, like, went back and forth like this. Yes. You know, like the, that's make me one of those. I'll be good with that. Or have that to like open the cootie catcher or what was yeah, that? Yeah, or something. There was numbers and letters. Yeah. And, and you had to like open it and it yeah. gave oh, you some different messages. Yeah. yeah let's yeah. do that. That's that's, cool. that's all I need. That's cool. Do, origami birds, whatever. I don't care. I've got a son who could do that. Yeah. Charles would make you some, some origami stuff. There you go. See, see, it doesn't have to be whatever. All right. Just it's time for the much anticipated. Christmas Carol <laughs> trivia. Are you guys ready? Yes. All right. So I'm going to give a line, and then without cheating or Googling or opening a hymnal, hands up. Hands up. <laughs> you have to say, Don't what, shoot. What? Don't oh, shoot. Oh, gosh. You have to say, Which Christmas Carol is this from? So, which Christmas Carol has the line, While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wondering love. Oh, little tongue about I have to sing it. I got to sing it. No, nope. 
While mortals sleeping, hang it's just, uh, what child is this? What child is this? Oh, let's check the let's check the notes. Is Bethlehem, it Bethlehem, baby? Is it a little town of Bethlehem, or is it what child is this? No, this. I think it's neither so far. Angels on and angels. Oh, just to bring him keep their no. stop, stop, you're messing me up. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, so a little of Bethlehem. How is it not that? All right, I could be wrong. It is Ogun wait, 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 I almost have it. Say, I'm sorry, say that again, Brian, wait, a little bit louder. <laughs> it is a little town of Bethlehem. Thank you very oh. much. Thank I'll, you, thank I'll you. read the full, the full in context. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above, while mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wondering love. O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises sing and voices ring with yeah. peace to all. So uh, that's verse two of a little. So time. what child is this has the same line? It's oh, very it's, similar. I'll read. No, in case wait, it's coming up wait, yet. I won't read it. It's, just coming it's not up coming yet. up. So I will read it. All right. So verse, we had these questions from last week, man. <laughs> verse one of what child is this? What child is this? Who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping. It's close, but it's the shepherds keeping in that version, not the angels. All of these have the same meter rhythm. It's so confusing. All right. Which carol says, mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die? I have a guess, but I'm... Mark the Herald Angels sing. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was going to say Silent Night. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't oh, have that one on my on list of carols, so I, th- I think we're going to say <laughs> what point, did you just Janet. say? <laughs> Zoom just popped up. Are you playing music? <laughs> oh, really? Wow. <laughs> That's how good I am, everyone. That's how good it is. That's how oh. scary fucking AI is. <laughs> yeah. Also, Facebook just just triggered a copyright uh, infringement. Always, always listening. <laughs> oh my god, that's scary. Well done. That's, All right. So cool. that must be true because um... Shannon won, Ogan won. All right, number three. Which Carol says, "Sages, leave your contemplations. Brighter visions beam afar." My initial thought is we three kings, but I don't think that's right. Because that's this obviously about this the sages. Not um, um, come and worship, come and worship Christ, the newborn King. Um, yeah, um, yes, you're an- onto it. Angels from the realm of glory. Oh my gosh, that might be it. That sounds right. Sages, I love that one. Leave your contemplations brighter. Come and worship, come and worship. There's two more lines that I don't know. That's like the last verse of it, though. Do you sages, have it? No, it's verse three. Sages, leave your contemplations. Brighter visions beam afar. Seek the great desire of nations. Ye have seen the star. Well done, Shannon. Going deep, deep into the Christmas Carol Library for angels from the realms of glory. All right. So uh, I have just about every final hymn I've ever sung in worship memorized because I have to leave during the last oh. verse to go do the 
yes. benediction. Right. So if I've ever done it last, I have those last verses memorized. Right, because then you don't right. have the the because I don't have the bulletin anymore. The bulletin or the <laughs> hymn book in front of you. All right, next up. What carol contains the line, word of the father now in flesh appearing? Oh, come all ye faithful. Okay, yeah, that was. Appearing. Word of the father. Exactly. Right before, oh, come let us adore him, right? Yep. Oh, come let us adore him. And in uniquely. The refrain there is not the title of the hymn. Mm-mm. Yep. That's why it's so confusing. But, oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him leads me back to. Oh, come all oh, come you all faithful. faithful. Bingo. Who got that? Was that Shannon again? Right under where she got it right before. Logan and I they knew you singing. were going to destroy us, which is why we had to punch. Well, I stopped quickly. singing out loud because I, I, because every time Brian talks, I start singing it, but I stopped singing out loud because I feel like that would cue you. You're going to help us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. This is the last chance for Brian to get on the board or for Ogan to. Uh, you wrote these. You're not we supposed could... to be playing. Yeah, but anyway, I didn't look them up. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember where I got them, but they did. They were like this. So I... random, random Caroline generator.com. Clearly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. All right. So what Carol tells us then entered mm. in those wise men three full reverently upon the knee. Wow. Uh, oh, we I got three, it. We three kings it. is my is yes. it God rest ye merry gentlemen. No. The first Noel. Then entered in those wise men three full reverently upon the knee. Is that the tune to the first Noel you're they same. offered their the in great Noel. reverence. I don't know. Their gold See, they're all the same meter. They're all the same meter. There's two different versions of the first Noel. So here's oh, yeah, you're right. There is. I forgot about that. Yeah. Here's the, the version first I have. Then entered in those magi three and bending low upon their knee, they offered there in great reverence their gold and myrrh and frankincense. Noel, Noel. I don't know how the tune goes, but yes. Noel, Noel. Noel. Oh, Noel. Thank you. Noel, Noel. <laughs> Born is the king. Of wow. Israel. All right. Do we need so any more? I've got I've got some. Yeah, playing, we I could do this all day. You're you're, you're <laughs> probably playing should this, probably move on. You're playing right, this game with, with a former music church music director and a and a singer. Right. Like we're so, you're playing this game with two musicians. You're we good. have no yeah. yeah. I have no chance. I know that. So I uh here's one. Which hymn can Carol contains the line Shepherds Quake at the sight, glories stream from heaven afar. Um, Silent Night. Um, this Bingo. Oh, yeah. There you go. I got you. Boom. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Boom. Oh, I got one that's too easy. All right. Last one. Maybe that's too easy. Well, then maybe you'll get it. <laughs> Just about to say. We'll give you a head start. <laughs> Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. Oh, shit. I know um, this. Say it again. Uh, say it again. Say it again. I need sweet, to see it written. Sweet hymns but, of joy in grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. Ah. Uh, mm, it's right there. 
I'll give another. So one line. of the lines is one of the lines is an echo of "What child is this?" But not the whole thing. Um, that is not correct. Right, but one of one one of the pieces is. Here's another line from. So earlier. it's messing me up. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till oh, he oh, appeared oh. and the soul felt its worth. The soul felt its worth. Um, a thrill of hope. Hope a weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new breaks and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh, hear the angels' voices. Oh, oh, oh holy night. Oh, oh holy, holy night. night. Boom. Well done. There Just takes go. a minute to get there. It oh. does. You guys did great. That was fun. Okay. So to, can, can I move us to the next one? Absolutely. Okay. Sure. So I'm going to give you a line from my favorite Christmas carol and yeah. see if you read can us guess the question it. before you give us the line. Okay. The question is which is your favorite Christmas carol? And is it due to nostalgia, the lyrics and music, the theology it expresses, or something else? So um, this is from the, as soon as I pull up the lyrics, because I want to make sure I get them right, because sometimes I don't always get them right. <laughs> So this is from my um, favorite Christmas carol. This is from the third verse. Hmm. Herod the king in his raging charged he hath this day, his men of might in his own sight, all young children to slay. It's really Christmassy, isn't it nice? Oh my God. I was going to say morbid carol. Yeah, this is the- That's the third verse. It's like ringing the faintest of bells, but I can't, I can't. Give it, fourth give it verse. One, one more time. Fourth verse. Uh -huh. Here's the fourth verse. That woe is me, poor child for thee, and ever mourn and may, for thy parting neither say nor sing. Bye-bye, Luli, Lule. Oh, 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 oh gosh. Oh, ah. This is, this is a deep cut Christmas carol. It is. It's my favorite though. Wow. It is that Luli. So the title of it is actually not in the song. So the it begins Luli Lule, thou little tiny child. Bye bye, Luli Lule. Wow. Yeah, I I know the song. I just can't pull up the name. It's called the Coventry Carol. That's right. Oh my word. What? That was amazing. It is an ancient carol, and it part of the reason why I like it is because of the theology, and because, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, because it gets in the hard theology of it all. Um, that is why it's so. You know, oh sister, to how may we do? Bye bye, Lily Luna. It's an old English carol. That's good. Doesn't it? Doesn't pull any punches in terms of telling the doesn't the whole of the Christmas story. Wow. Well, and again, you know. A really i mean that's a that's more of a medieval hymn but like yeah. really christmas as we know it became famous by dickens right and in the 1800s yeah. and when capitalism started and you know industrial revolution and all that but like before that this was a, i mean <laughs> so i don't know if you've seen spirited yet on apple tv with yes. will ferrell and yes. so there's one line that is super humorous which is it, it talks about this period of the 1800s and it goes you have to understand that in that time, the largest killer was January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's this great line. But like, that's mm. why like hymns before that time were like really hard because this yeah. is 
like the theology's hard. Right, right. Also, so, good afternoon. Yes, right. Good <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. You have not seen Spirited on Apple TV. Make make time for it. I lost I lost I lost my friend's login. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to Oh, we'll see if we can any, rectify any, that. Any, 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 any y'all wanna for shoot me a login, I'll be I'll be happy to oblige. Right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll so what's your out. so what's your favorite Christmas carol? Yeah, I, I, I can go next because I got some in front of me. I'm cheating. Uh I've got <laughs> um well, and this one has been a favorite. Uh Joy to the World has always been a favorite. Really? Yeah, I know, but I mean listen again to I only have a couple of the verses here, but joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth its praises bring. Let every heart prepare Christ's room and heaven and nature sing. So I, I just love that sort of earth and heaven um, connection. And I've just always loved the tune and the melody. Um, and then the other, you know, there's that heaven and nature sing. And then there's and wonders of his love or we change it to wonders of God's love to take the pronoun out. Um, but just, I, I love it. I mean, it's just one that I, I, I've just, it's always been a favorite. Also angels from the realms of glory. Which angels from the realms I always like that. So I think joy to the world has one of the best, like, um, lines i don't love joy to the world and that's partially because we ended every christmas eve service with it and like it just was it, it it's just it's just asking to be made fun of anyway but it but, is a fun song to sing it is you to, it is you do that chorus and around and and you're echoing yeah. like yeah, it's you know, fun you know, fun that, but the line repeat the sounding joy yeah is the most amazing line it just it like we should that's what we should put on like signs or like repeat the sounding joy. Yeah. That's an incredible line. Yeah. That's that. I love. See, I, I picked a good one. <laughs> Even if it's like the most obvious one. I'm sorry, Brian, do you need affirmation? You're, <laughs> I do. you're, it, you picked the best one. Did I pass? You, you passed the test. He was feeling bad getting slaughtered in a quiz. So I know. Right. He's, he's for some yeah. I did not here. bring out the slaughter of the innocents. <laughs> Ogan, what's yours? Um, I've I know. Been Do you like how I start it. there? Yeah. <laughs> Let's kill some babies. I've, <laughs> I've always been partial to what child is this? Mm-hmm. Um, because, yes. you know, it, 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 for two reasons. One, it brings me back to regardless of theology, even though theology is a point of it. Th- this is, this is a story about a mother and a baby mm. and, and part of, Part of my liking of the song really changed when I became a parent mm-hmm. um, as well. Mm-hmm. And, and the first Christmas I'm, I'm, I'm holding, holding my infant child and she was born in September. So she's still really old, tiny as all get out. Yeah. And, and hearing that, hearing that song and singing that song and going like, Oh my God, I'm just getting all welled up. But the other reason I like it is because when I was, I don't know, 11, 12 and learning recorder for the first time mm. and we were, playing green sleeves mm-hmm. yes i was like this is just what child is this and apparently i was the only hardcore church gore at the time so <laughs> nobody else everybody's like what are you talking about this this is what child is this no this is green sleeves no it's not it's a whole no. it's a whole it's a whole thing it's a whole thing a great tune green sleeves but uh well i mean let's not get carried away yeah, my favorite <laughs> advent song is oh come oh come emmanuel 
which I feel like has been over, like we do it too much because it's like the so what only. Dis- what distinguishes a sound? What what makes a sound an Advent sound versus a Christmas? He's cat? not born yet. Yeah. So, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is sort of the yearning for okay. Christ's birth, whereas right. what child uh, is this assumes he's already been born. Right. And gotcha. You know. So should we not the- sing? Should we not sing Christmas carols before the twenty fifth? We should just sing. We Advent tend not to sounds? until Christmas Eve. Who's the we? My, I mean, in my church. church. Oh, okay. I never. I did cared. not know that. I didn't know that was a thing. It oh. is a thing. People get really, you know. And then you, you know, try to sing them all on Christmas Eve because you've waited all Advent to get it out. You know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. But oh, come like I think oh, come oh, come Emmanuel can be mm. done. It's also really versatile, right? It can be done in super fun ways. It can be done in really quiet and beautiful and. Yeah. And it's in, it's one of the only ones, you know, like in a minor key, which is fun. And, you know. Yes. And we fun. actually have, I don't remember where we got it, but a song called O Come Lights Dawning to the same tune as O Come O Come Emmanuel. Mm. And it's got a real justice focus. So mm-hmm. I, I like to pull that one in this time of year because it adds one more Advent song and it's a tune everybody knows. Right. Yeah. Do you sing, do you, in your churches, respective churches, do you sing uh, secular Christmas music? We tend not to. The only time we ever did was when New Year's Day was on Sunday, like it is this year or next year. Um, and we would sing like Old Lang Syne, which isn't Ooh. quite the same, but yeah, no, that's you know. fun. Yeah, um, hymn tune. Right. Now we would on like honestly, but I like, mean, during, like you know, yeah, like Christmas pop songs, like you know, I don't know. Like, like Santa what, Baby. Like Mary, did you know? <laughs> like Mary, did you know? Because yeah, my church does it, or my the church that I serve did it. I refuse to sing it. I wouldn't sing with them those Sundays. And by the way, this is the best. I wish I could. I like if I can get my hands on a recording of it. They do it in this like flamenco style, in this like Spanish flair. Oh wow! And I'm like Mary, did you know that your baby? And I'm like, oh my god, please make it stop. Like you could not make a more parody <laughs> version of this song. So by the way. Final final question. Final question. Yeah. So so what would that be? Would that be considered a secular song? Because no. what what did that's a that's more like a modern Christmas song? That's carol, like a contemporary right? Christmas. A contemporary, contemporary Christian carol. Christmas song is how I would frame that. That's not Christian. So what, what doesn't wow. follow the I'm sorry, it doesn't follow the Christian theology. So it comes from Christian source. It's <laughs> sung in Christian churches. It's not it's sung by pure. a person who claims to be Christian. Is that what you're saying? Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So we actually have alternative lyrics to that song, but I have so seen wait, alternative so, lyrics. So so what 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 determines a song being a carol then? Because if that song, because that's a song that that yes, it's contemporary, but it touches on the characters in the story. It does have some theological leanings and implications in so, there. So because why is it's it not a newer than 30 years old? It's not a Christmas carol. Was that the if cutoff? I, <laughs> I I have never sung Rocking Around the Christmas Tree or if or like all I want is a hippopotamus for Christmas in or Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. No, never happened. Not in Not even Jingle Bells. I mean, although I guess maybe the kids have at some point, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Scarce. We, because I mean, I mean, like, we, unity. We all over the place. We we do them all. We do. Advent, did you like Christmas. run Grandma over with the reindeer on Christmas? We, I mean, not not <laughs> on Sunday service, but <laughs> they might. No. there might have been some 
might have been some Christmas concerts or something. We sang some stuff like oh, that. Well, I was <laughs> gonna say if you're doing like carols and cocoa, that's different. Yeah. But we've done we like Jingle Bell Rock. We've done contemporary Christmas songs like that during during service. Yeah. But I don't no. know. I was, I was just wondering. No. Because what? Because with the question is, was your favorite Christmas carol? Some of those songs started coming to mind. I'm like, wait, are those carols? No, those are not carols. And then I the, feel like carols are like what you would go caroling, right? Like you would need to. I don't know. To me, that's the difference between a Christmas song and a Christmas. You caroling with Rock Around the Christmas Tree. <laughs> not well. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, you didn't make that stipulation. <laughs> Although there's very few that you can actually carol well, so you know. All right, we're done with Oh Holy right. Night. Next up, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. I mean, it just by the way, I will. Work. I will. Well, it might have been a holy night for some people. Some people <laughs> might have been really, really celebrating that. You don't know. I will <laughs> plug that. I do think Oh Holy Night is the most theologically sound Christmas Ooh, hymn. Right. Actually, Christmas. It's not a hymn. It is a carol, or it is a song. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, written as a hymn. Um, but I think it's the most theologically sound, in my opinion. Ooh, judges, what do you think? Uh, listeners, what do you um, think? What is the most theologically sound carol or your favorite theologically sound? Carol? I gotta like sing sing the whole lyrics to figure that out. Also, not necessarily an easy song to sing either. And there that's what I'm saying. Right. That song. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's I mean, it's really it shouldn't be a hymn because it's really hard to sing. Like it's hard to, to sing because also it's hard to have good theology, like only a very select you know, elect can get the correct theology. But it, you know, it really like breaks down the oppressed and sets the prisoners free. And, no, you know, fair enough. Well, Holy yeah. Knight does a good job with that. Chain shall he break for the slave is our brother in his name. All oppression shall cease. I mean, that's some good stuff. Truly. He mm -hmm. taught us to love one another. That's that's it's some fairly, good stuff. It's a fairly, yeah, it's a fairly uh, abolitionist hymn almost. <laughs> it right. is. And it was for written sure. during that time. Yeah. So, although it wasn't written, it was written in Germany or. Austria. It wasn't written in the States or France, maybe. I can't remember. I did a sermon on it once. There you go. Somewhere in very, Europe. Very good. All right. I'm going to move us on from Christmas carols to folk saints. Traditionally uh, in Argentina, which is a Roman Catholic nation, uh, they've been seeing a decline in the share of the population that are Catholic over the recent decades. And a recent study showed that Catholics went from being 76 plus percent of the population in 2008 down almost 15 percent in 2019 so that's just an 11 just over a decade it dropped 15 percent and as catholicism drops what they've been seen rising is secularism and evangelical christianity but interestingly the ancient devotion to folk saints which arrives arises out of catholicism has not seemed to waver and might even be increasing especially if you look at the current um, so support for the soccer team in the World Cup, who um, narrowly defeated uh, my Netherlands team. And uh, so Argentine fans are showing up to these matches with their flags, and they have on their flags uh, names of different folk saints. Like one is Defunta Correa, another one, Gachito Gil. And um, an anthropologist said that while official Catholic saints tend to be invoked in church, folk saints tend to be more visible in public spaces, including soccer fields. So uh, this idea of folk saints is probably not super familiar to either of us, but even given what we've heard here, why do you think that notion continues to perpetuate and be popular, even as sort of the religious affiliation is declining? 
I think folk sayings are more accessible um, and more relatable because it's, I mean, they're, my understanding of folk sayings is these, these were, I mean, I guess all saints were just people at some point, but, but these folk saints tend to be a little more, um, um, the word is not possessed, but certain, certain groups of people uh, relate more to a particular saint is my understanding based on like, you know, your village, your neighborhood, your, your family orientation, that sort of deal. So right. there's a little bit of, you know, like colloquial attachment, I think to it. Absolutely. And um, so, so it's a little more relatable versus, you know, some lofty other saint that's been, you know, elevated by the church to the point where they're almost more godlike. Right. And also more, um more more for the entire movement as opposed to this is just the same for my my village or my town or my people or whatever so i I think i think there's there's more of a personal connection when it comes to a folk uh saying um as we record argentina speaking of has just taken the field um we're singing anthems they got the semi-final game is about to be on the way so they get a little distracted against against croatia croatia yeah Final four matchup. So, yeah, I think you're right. And one of those saints that I mentioned, Gauchito Gill, uh, was said to have been born in 1840 near the city of Mercedes in Corrientes in Argentina. And um, most versions of the story describe him, as, describe him as a kind of Robin Hood figure who stole cattle from the rich to distribute it to the poor. The legend also says he took part in the 1864 to 70 uh, war against Paraguay. And at some so point he was, he was a socialist, damn yeah. socialist. <laughs> right, exactly. And then in, listen to this. At some point he was detained for his crimes and eventually executed. But before he died, the story goes, he told the executioner that the man's son uh, who was going to execute him was terribly ill and that he should pray for the boy's health, invoking his name. And the ex- executioner didn't believe the story. But when he arrived home, uh, he saw his son at death's door. And so he did pray to this person and his son was saved so that's part of the legend of gachito gill but he was still executed so that but he was still executed that whole whole thing didn't really quite work out for him he was still (laughs) executed but the prayer also worked got got him to say it can i just say a lot of as a side note i'm observing a lot of praying happening at these world cup matches and (laughs) right and given how the prayers aren't being answered um by by a lot of you know, a lot of folks aren't getting their prayers answered. Um, I'm really wondering what this is doing for the, uh, you know, the religious outlook of all these people who are doing all this praying. Fair just, enough. Just Fair wondering. enough. I was praying hard uh, last week and the Dutch scored in the final minutes of the game to send it to extra time. So my prayer was answered only to have my hopes dashed in penalty kicks. Weren't you praying during the penalty time? As I forgot well? to got, pray. I was just uh, holding see, my breath. It's your fault, man. Your fault. You gotta, I <laughs> gotta keep praying through all tribulations. I, I don't think I was invoking the right Dutch. The right Dutch folk saints. <laughs> you didn't pray in Dutch. That's what happened. <laughs> exactly. I was not praying in the mother tongue. I think Shannon nailed it. Oh my god! It's By just, the way, uh, uh, my friend in Morocco, Samir, she sent me she sent me video of oh overlooking Casablanca when they after they won that match. Oh, oh gosh, it was it was insane. And I'm like, heaven forbid they actually win this thing 
the city is going to burn. I was yeah. going to say, they're burning that city down. <laughs> it's like, you need to get out of, you need to get out of town. They are going uh, to, it's going to be a, wow. It's a, it's a great story. Um, but yeah, so, so the whole folk saints thing is, is interesting. And I was honestly surprised, I think, that there were still that many Catholics in yeah. Argentina, I thought it would have been a lower percentage by now, but and when was that? When I don't know. that was the, the brand is strong. That was 2019. I guess the brand is still strong. No, no, no. 20. Well, it so was I bet three years later. We're closer to 50 some percent. Yeah, 20. It was 2008 was the 76 percent, and right. 2019 was the 62. But I think a lot of it's like the U.S. Like a lot of people claim that as like their family religion, even though they right. don't right. have anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, Is there a secular analogy of folk saints or a, a Protestant version of folk saints? Sure. And give me I an mean, example. MLK is one. Taylor Swift. <laughs> you said secular. Listen, man. It's me. Hi. I'm the folk <laughs> saint. It's me. Listen, if there's anyone that's going to take down, take, take down Ticketmaster, it's the Swifties. I mean, how many how many people have Beyonce masses across the country? I'm just saying, right? You know, I mean, for a while, for a while, Kanye Kanye started doing that whole Sunday no, thing, but no, but, no, that's know. different. That's different. But I think you're right. Like MLK, absolutely. Um, Bobby Kennedy, uh, John Lennon. Uh, you know, yeah. I think there are folks like that that you might consider as either Protestant and or secular folk saints. I mean, even you know, like. Um, we <laughs> we have a candle, one of the candles that you light, you know, that mm -hmm. usually has a saint on it, um, of Mr. Rogers, you know, yep. in our house, like a um, folk saint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of just really good people yeah. who did, I mean, you know, whether or not they were pure, which is impossible, of course. We all know that, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm um, still waiting for that shoe to drop on Mr. Rogers, though. <laughs> I don't. I, I actually think Mr. Rogers Wait. may genuinely be one of those people. Wait, waiting for that shoe to. Nobody oh, can be that good. No. Waiting for the shoe to drop. Then we get the Tom Hanks version, take two. <laughs> oh no, we don't want the Tom Hanks version. Um, but you know, like they but, embody yeah. they embody the values of goodness. That yes. we all that we all ascribe to and yep. and again they're very relatable and and almost like within reach of us yeah right yeah and they're right. more recent or like a harvey milk or you yeah know, there's a, exactly. it's a long list or yeah. or yeah yeah i mean there are you know there there are ones we could judge or not right whether they're sports people or not you know like whether they're more tv celebrities or Right. Um, things like that. But I, I think, yeah, it's somebody who symbolizes a value of, of what you care about. Um, I think that's how, that's yeah. how people become that way. And I, and I think in more um, Protestant settings, we tend to invoke these folks like in our preaching or, you know, to inspire our activism, but there isn't sort of this praying to the saints in the same way, but there's definitely, uh, they continue to inspire us and propel us forward. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe right. the U.S. maybe the U.S. team should have had some U.S. flags with Mister Rogers on it. Maybe they maybe they might have done a little bit better. 
Exactly. I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. The two folk saints of America, Bill Cosby and Mr. Rogers. Oh, no, wait. Whoa, whoa. Oh, no. no. No, the shoe dropped on him a long time ago. A long time ago. All the shoes dropped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Let's not, let's not go there. All right. So uh, Shane Claiborne, um, quoting scripture, says, The mighty will be cast from their thrones, and the lowly will be lifted up. The hungry will be filled with good things, and the rich will be sent away empty. End of quote from scripture. And then he says, that's not Karl Marx. That's the gospel of Luke. And of course, he uh, is quoting uh, Mary in the Magnificat. And I guess the question is, how come these words are not featured more in the Christmas story, either in church or popular culture settings? Because it got too many rich Christians running around. Because... <laughs> We have made on, man. it's all about capitalism. And if exactly a hungry, you know, like what 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 mega church, what mega church preacher is gonna preach the rich will be sent away empty? Come on. <laughs> wow. Not, the Trump not, not the gonna... Trumps will be cast from their thrones. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, there are too many damn rich Christians running around. That they're not gonna they're not gonna highlight that one that verse nope and, and it just and it gives rise and so then we have songs like mary did you know which are totally ignorant of this whole section of the key part of the christmas story in the scriptures and yeah. it kind of perpetuates the ignorance I, yeah. yes for sure but then you then you have songs like christmas shoes which i dare to say is even more cringy <laughs> cringe wait whoa what is that christmas shoes oh okay. you don't know this you don't know christmas what? shoes maybe maybe i do i don't think so oh I'm, my god i'm looking it up now oh. but but as ogan looks up christmas shoes and if you don't know christmas shoes look up christmas shoes because oh my god or don't anyway, look it up and continue and, in peace and please live in a blissful life that blissful you're living ignorance. um but <laughs> but it's even worse because it pretends to evoke this theology right and it misses the mark so badly but it it it's so much worse because it's fake you know it's pushing you like it like it's going to and it you know and it makes you cry and it makes you feel good and the you know the boys buying the shoes for his mom oh yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah 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 my because the mom's just dying or some super like sappy like super, okay yeah yeah i must have, i must have blocked it out <laughs> yeah and for all of those to... of you who are listening going why are you trying to steal my joy we're really not we're just trying to like uh, you're just help. saying your your dying mom doesn't need a pair of shoes well first off let's be honest about that but <laughs> your your dying mom needs her child at her bedside yeah. more than if, she needs a pair of shoes if, so if the kid if the kid thinks she needs shoes because she might meet jesus somebody needs to teach that kid better theology one um and yes to your point shannon send him to his mother's bedside he don't need to be out in the store <laughs> right. or wherever he is trying to get shoes yeah it's whatever. just our, our capitalist christmas that even in the face of death you should probably be at the mall yeah god be god, god go in style you know there's 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 that uh, you know, not, not, listen, not to put down any child's uh, coping mechanisms for intense grief. <laughs> that's not the point. That's not what we're trying to say here. No, that's but, not what we're saying. No, clearly there are some adults at fault. Right. Those are who I'm calling out if this kid's going around Correct. begging for shoes. 
Correct. Correct. Yeah, some adults not paying attention. But the Christmas story is like so subversive and so counter sort of Western wealthy, you know, Christian culture. And it's just amazing that those words that subvert the very thing that we've turned it into just are there the whole time. And we just, it's so easy for us to gloss over them. And I'm not saying we, in terms of the three of us, or even our those listening, but I just think we as a Western so, society have, have ignored this. So can I, I mean, what, so the question I have is, is the Christmas story really that subversive? I know Jesus's life absolutely has been, but I mean, his birth is a fairly normal, unremarkable thing for, I mean, for centuries, it wasn't even celebrated, right? No attention was being sure. drawn to it at, at, at all. I mean, wasn't it the church's, you know, attempt to to appropriate Saturnalia that, that ended up with this whole thing? The, the birth was not was not a, a, a huge deal for, for so long. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, am I off on this? What is no, what is so well, remarkable about the, so the birth? Subversive I mean, in the fact that here we have this this entering into our world of this divine figure this christ child in the most obscure of ways and places in the shadow of this largest empire the world had ever known and mm -hmm. and it's seemingly totally unremarkable as you note and yet his very life and ways and being produced a movement that has outlasted that empire by quite some time and has at its best brought into being the things he taught and of course at its worst ignored the things he taught and created institutions and structures that perpetuate injustice but there has always been at this thread right that that brings in the very things he taught that are subversive that are holistic life-giving justice seeking so i would say it has subversive elements to be sure so first i want to say ogan that i think that is a very good and interesting question um and second, I want to say that I would go more into the specifics of giving voice to like how much um, the women have voice, particularly in the Gospel of Luke, Mary and Elizabeth, which is subversive in, in that, you know, time and place in theology and in yeah. religion. I think that's where it begins with subversive. You, you also have Joseph who goes against um in many ways the culture of the day to continue to marry his um or to wed let me put it that way since the words are very similar <laughs> um to wed his fiance who is now pregnant rather than dismiss her quietly or even god forbid have her stoned which well yeah if you take the story at face value but that's a whole other conversation <laughs> well and i'm not even i'm you know but nonetheless like that even if she was pregnant by him, he could have yeah. brought shame and said, you know, he didn't have to marry her anyway. So, and then you have, again, I'm going to combine the stories because there are multiple gospels and multiple versions, right. but then you also have this story of refugees of having to flee the country um, mm -hmm. after a, you know, mad tyrant takes over and starts, you know, killing babies and, you know, you have these mystical figures, these astro astronomers, you know, um, and astrologists who come and give gifts and wisdom and 
understanding um, to the situation. So that is kind of, so it's almost that because it's on one level, very ordinary, but it lifts that up in the telling, but then also has this kind of um, very mystical element to it of a warning and a dream and there's multiple dreams that go on. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I think that is where for our culture, our life, even our religion today, those are very subversive things that um, the story in its simplicity of a woman giving birth to a child, which is a regular everyday thing um, is really unique and beautiful. Yeah, I apologize if I Christmas splained you there, uh, Ogan. I think Shannon did a much better job. <laughs> you're for, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. Okay. Well, friends, thank you for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can show the love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre and post show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash PT live to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google podcasts. Our top cities this week are Monroe, Louisiana, Monroe, Holland, Michigan. That's just Brian playing it over and over again. We all know. And Columbus, Ohio, Omeo, Omeo, oh, Columbus, Ohio. You can watch the video of these conversations on Facebook Live. And if you'd like to start a pub theology gathering in your town, find support and resources at pubtheology.com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. I'm in my pre-Christmas hermogeny phase. I'm in that I'm in that phase where like the decorations are going up, the carols are coming out on the airwaves, and I'm like full in my ba humbug sort of like yeah. um, all right, which, all right. which I well, will eventually get out of maybe like five days before Christmas. But but I do so, this I go I go through this thing every year. It it pokes the buttons on on my like you know, all the years that I, I've spent deconstruction, sure. deconstructing the brainwashing that I got. Yeah. And then for a lot of people, Christmas rolls wrong. And it's like, we just kind of like slip back into that for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think it just, it just grates on me a little, a little bit. I'm going to shake across at you. So <laughs> it's just like, she's, she's literally breaking out across. This no, is a this Zoom is... exorcism.